Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Okay, 1044, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Neil Price is the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, kind enough to come on and chat with us a bit. Neil, how are you? Doing good, guys. How about you? Well, we are great. We are great. And uh, these are two programs that seem to be, at this point, headed in the wrong or the opposite direction. And I think uh, certainly Arkansas losing to A&M was disappointing. Last week a little different animal, obviously, and got everybody's hopes up when they closed the gap. But, uh, you know, didn't finish the way anybody wanted it. And I think, you know, in some people's minds, at least on our end, Mississippi State's maybe, I don't know, been surprisingly good. Not that I didn't think they would be good, but maybe won a couple that I thought were uh, toss-up games so far. Anyway, what's your assessment of the team so far? I think that what you said is accurate. You know, I mean, I think that state people probably felt like coming into this year their team was going to be better. Now, you play in the SEC West, so better is a relative term. Um, You know, you can be better and still, you know, finish middle of the pack in a good year, uh, given what you've got. So, uh, you know, the LSU game, I think people here were disappointed that State dropped that one. And if I'm being totally honest with you, I thought that'd be the first real test for them because you're going into a really tough environment. And regardless of new coach, transfers, whatever they had, they've still got athletes. So you got to contend with it. And I think there were some eye-opening moments for some guys in that game on the state team. Uh, but, you know, they bounced back well. I think A&M would have been one of those toss-up games that you're talking about when you think of, yeah. you know, what the history has been there. Same thing. They've got athletes. Um, but State found a way to win it, and they've had some success against those guys in the past. So they're in a good spot overall uh, to be at 4-1, and one, uh, wrapping up a three-game homestand, you know, and then getting ready to go on the road to play two tough ones after the game with Arkansas at Kentucky and Alabama. Um, so this one's huge for State, and, and it's big for Arkansas, too. Well, Rodgers, last week, 31 of 45, 329, three touchdowns, no picks. Has he met or surpassed or maybe fallen short of your expectations for him this year so far? Oh, no, I think I think he is he is right on schedule with where he needs to be with regard to his improvement. Um, the thing I think he has done so much better this year is that the mental aspect of the game has improved for him. So State's running the ball better than it has at any point since Mike Leach has been here. I think Will gets a lot of credit for that because instead of trying to fit a ball into a tight window when teams might be dropping eight coverage, what Will's doing now is saying, okay, if they're only going to put five in the box, maybe it's a good time for us to get into a run and let's just make positive yards here. And what we have learned in his ability to do that is that he's got a couple of guys in that running back room who are explosive enough that on a safe play like a handoff, they still might be able to, to break a long run and, and make an explosive play happen. So I think that's for Will taking the biggest step. You know, I think he's always been looking to throw the deep ball. It's not always been there. Uh, could he hit more of them? Sure. Uh, but I think that his overall maturation is right on pace with where it needs to be third year in the program. And, you know, I think he, he's got the respect of every guy in that locker room. They're ready to follow him. They're ready to go out and play hard for him. 
and he's trying to do his best to get the ball in as many people's hands as he can. Mississippi State, like Arkansas, they're in a uh, brutal stretch right now. This is uh, will be their sixth straight game before the bye. Arkansas is a little banged up. How's Mississippi State health-wise? Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Everybody's beat up at this time of year. They're, they're a little bit thinner on the offensive line than they probably like to be coming into this game. But, but they had to kind of put a new lineup out there last week to account for the loss of, uh, of Dollar Bill Johnson at uh, left tackle. And, you know, but Stephen Lasoya in, uh, a transfer from Middle Tennessee, and even though he hadn't started here, guy who played a lot of football. So he wasn't lost out there. And and those guys, I thought, were very serviceable against a good A&M line last week. Um, you know, they didn't allow Will to get sacked. Now, that's a different challenge this week because Arkansas leads the league in sacks. They got some guys who can get after you. So we'll see if they're up to the challenge again on Saturday. But they've been pretty good there. Um, you know, they've, they've held up well at linebacker. That's probably where they're the thinnest overall in terms of, of quality depth. And that got tested a little bit last week uh, when Buki Watson was disqualified for targeting in the second half of that game. But J.P. Purvis came in. Uh, he wound up playing close to 60 snaps, I think, by the time the game was over. And I thought he did a pretty good job. And, and that's a credit to Matt Brock, the guy who's coaching the linebackers here. He's cross-trained those guys and tried to make them available at every spot he can and get the most out of what little bit of depth he does have there, and I think he's done a good job. But other than that, you know, they've been pretty healthy. And uh, I think to, to be whatever we are, you know, six weeks into the year and not have any more injuries than they've had, they've been very fortunate in that regard. Neil Price, the voice of Mississippi State Bulldogs, joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline last year. Close game. Arkansas able to pull out 31-28. And, again, I think everybody was very nervous going into that one after seeing what Mississippi State had done at the beginning of the year in the passing game. And Arkansas, again, this year, pass defense has been – you know, question minorly. They've had some injuries back there, a very significant one. I would argue that there really hasn't been too much more of a season-ending injury that was more significant for anybody in America than Catalan going out. So, But I assume Arkansas's approach will be the same. So the question I have is, you mentioned the run game. How how will how much will they commit to that if Arkansas is dropping eight every play? You know, I, again, I think it just depends on that. It depends on what kind of look they get. They have put more designed runs in than they've had at any point since Mike Leach has been here. But I don't think that I don't think that Coach Leach is a tiger that's going to change his stripes anytime soon. I think his first option is always going to be can we throw it? Can we get it from point A to point B as fast as we can? That's always going to be the first option. And then it comes down to okay, if if they're going to keep dropping eight, then we gotta find a way to make them honest. And and the run game is what makes them honest, I think. So how much will they commit? I don't have a great answer for that. I, again, I just think it, it's going to be dictated by how the game plays out on Saturday and what Arkansas does on defense. And look, they got one of the, I think I think Arkansas has got one of the best defensive minds in the game in Barry Odom. I mean, you know, I, for for him to get let go of Mizzou and wind up there, I, I think that's a great thing for Arkansas people because he he's a great football coach. So he'll have a good plan, and State will have to adapt to it. One of the reasons Arkansas has been able to beat Mississippi State the last two years, A, they've won the turnover battle the last two years, and then last year Mississippi State missed three field goals. How's the kicking and how's the turnover battle been going for Mississippi State? They have done a good job taking care of the ball, and I think with regard to placement, 
they are better than they were a year ago. Now, that said, they haven't had a large sample size. You know, they're, they're not out there putting a ton of field goal opportunities up. And in some ways, that's a good thing, too, because it means your offense has performed well in the red zone and is doing what it needs to do. But that's an area clearly in the offseason where they knew they had to get better. And they went out hit the transfer portal and brought some guys in who they believe can help them there. And so far, they have. And Raven, I think, has missed one, one field goal in five attempts inside the first five games this year. So they've been more consistent there. In terms of turnovers, you know, it comes back to Will again. You know, I just think he's not he's not trying to force throws like he was. And as a result, his interception numbers are down. Their running backs have done a pretty good job of hanging on to the ball. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, when you're talking about playing the SEC, when the margin of error is so thin, Kicking game and turnovers are, are huge factors every week. I don't care who you're playing. So, yeah, that'll be a factor on Saturday. I don't have any doubt about that. And, I mean, look at Arkansas and kicking game. they got two really experienced guys, good kicker, good punter, guy who can flip the field, another guy who's proven he can kick it through the uprights. So, yeah, I think that that's going to be a big part of it. they got a pretty good punt return guy, too, from what I could gather. Hopefully he makes a play. I may need yeah. that. Well, uh, well, last thing. Well, last... well, you guys have yeah. been a good return guy, too. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's something, too. And I don't know, guys, you tell me. You've talked to more guys around the league probably at this point in the year than I have. I think this year, just based on the game State has played, it feels like every team has at least one guy now in the return game that can be a game-breaker. Am I wrong saying that? Or you guys picked up on that, too? I got a theory, Neil. I think they're spending more time on punt return work than kickoff return because the kickers are, are blasting it through the end zone, so now it's almost like we're going to take our touch back on the kickoff, so let's work on the punt return. That'd be something to that. Yeah, well, and, and that's a great point because, you know, yeah, there are so many touchbacks, and they've taken those high-speed high collisions out of the game now. But, yeah, that's a good point. You do get a chance probably more on the punts, and I think that's why there's also more of an emphasis on, on punters, too, that you want that guy who can go out there and put some hang time under the ball to give your coverage team a chance to get downfield. But, yeah, I mean, we've had three games, I think, in the last four weeks where you've had two guys in kick return that have been in the top five in the country um, going against one another in a game. Now, neither one of them has been able to break a long one, to your point, because of kickers. But but I just think this year, I, I've talked about kick returners more this year in five games. I think I have at any point in the previous five years I've done the game here. <laughs> Yeah, we got to run, but I wanted to ask real quick. 11 a.m., we know about the cowbells. What's the environment going to be like, you think? It's a good question. I got asked this one on a show yesterday, and I don't know that, that I have a great answer. I mean, I know there's still some tickets out there, but I think across the league, universally, people have, have kind of dug their heels in and say we hate 11 a.m. Um, how I would tell hmm. people is that I guess it's from the TV networks now. It's a sign of respect that they think your team and your game is good because ESPN's got to compete with Fox. So, you know, you got to have a, a good rating. Um, so that said, I think people will show up. It's third game of a third game of a three-game homestand. Crowds have been a little light the last two. I hope they're saving up, loading up for this one because, again, it's important for State, and I know Arkansas is going to come in here with their ears pinned back because they need to get a win, too. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think uh... – K.J. Jefferson will be the key if, in fact, he's available. Neil, thank you so much for the time. Have a good call Saturday. Hey, guys, appreciate you. Thank you.